0: Everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quickies. Here, Wednesday, April 10th edition. We have got a solid nine gamer on tap for y'all tonight. Going to be a fun one. It was a good, good Tuesday night. Uh, The brew crew got it going late, and a lot of other things we were spot on about. Another fun day of uh, sketchy pitching and lots and lots of home runs. Again, nine gamer today, four game early slate. Beware if you are playing the early slate. Wind blowing out in Detroit at 10 miles an hour right field. Blowing in from left field in Chicago. Rain about 25% chances there. In Colorado, wind blowing in at 13 miles an hour. Chances of rain and snow. Weather looks horrific there. I'd be surprised if they play that game. And then San Diego, San Francisco blowing out the right field at 11 miles an hour. Let's get into the totals on this nine-game main slate. You got the A's and the Orioles, and A's popped off again. Another nine-and-a-half total in this one. You got Nationals, Phillies, total of nine. Twins, Mets, seven and a half. Yankees, Astros, eight. Doyers, Cardinals, eight. We're waiting on Pirates, Cubs because it's typical Wrigley. Got to wait for the weather. Right now it's looking pretty good for the bats, or pitchers. I mean, pretty good for the pitchers. Uh, Mariners, Royals, waiting on that one. as there's some pitching uh, changes being made there? Uh, Rangers at D-backs, tolls, eight and a half. Brew crew, Angels, eight and a half. So another chunk of eight and a halfs or more at least. You know, we have getting a bunch of nines lately. We only got a couple nines, maybe some more. Based on that, that Seattle-Kansas City one should get close to 9, if not 8.5, I'd imagine. Weather-wise, Minnesota and the Mets blowing in from left field at about 11 miles an hour. Dodgers-Cardinals blowing out to left field about 15 miles an hour. Pittsburgh Cubs at Wrigley blowing in from right center field at 17 miles an hour. So nice pitching environment there. About 15% chances of rain, but I'd imagine they work around that. And then Seattle-Kansas City blowing out to left field about 16 miles an hour. Another day to get all of your Mariners bats. Maybe sprinkle in some Royals. So we'll see how that all plays out. Let's check out the pitching on this lovely nine-game slate. We've had uh, aces from time to time. We have one tonight. We have Noah Syndergaard, $10,400 going up against the Minnesota Twins. Yes, those Minnesota Twins that ruined Jacob DeGrom's twenty-six quality start streak. Ova, kaput, bye-bye. And they decided to just put in and crushed the Mets bullpen. That was home run derby for the Twins. Yesterday in City Field, DeGrom looks to slow that down. He's played the Nats twice this year. Uh, hasn't gotten over 19.7 points in any starts. He's only 10-4, though, for an elite arm of Syndergaard's status. A Minnesota team strikes out 21% of the time. Syndergaard a minus 220 home favorite in this matchup. His 25% strikeout rate, fifty almost 50% ground ball rate. Rate out very, very nicely here. Twins have the lowest team total at 278 Lefty's 275, righties 257. So on a slate with some ugly pitching, as you'd expect, if you want to pay up for Noah Syndergaard, zero problems with that because he is by far and away the top-priced option on tonight's slate. Dropping down to 9,700 $9,400, I got Robbie Ray at home against the Texas Rangers. Robbie Ray at San Diego, not so good at the Dodgers, outstanding, 18.5 points. It's a typical Robbie Ray show. He's had five walks in each start. He just can't stop himself. From walking guys, he hasn't given up more than three earned in a start, but he's only gone five and a third at the most in his last outing. So it's a very sketchy roller coaster ride when it comes to Robbie Ray. He's always a a control issue guy, but he's got strikeout upside in his matchup at all times. He faces a Texas team that strikes out over twenty nine percent of the time versus left handed pitching. So it's something you really want to exploit. Again, Robbie Ray thirty one percent carry, but a fourteen percent walk rate. uh, It is what gets you the most there. He does give up some hard contact, a forty four percent hard contact rate. Less than ideal, but at 9400 bucks and a GPP, and you know, even on this slate, I wouldn't hate it for cash. If you don't want to go up the center guard, you can start with some Robbie Ray and you against Texas, who has a team total of just below four. Lefty's 226, righty's 332, so they can't get to you there, but uh, it's not the scariest of Texas lineups. They do have a lot of pop in the lineup, but most of their pop comes from the left side of the plate. So if Robbie Ray's not walking, guys, and that's a big, big if with Robbie Ray, and that's why usually he's more of a GPP than a cash game play. 9400 bucks in that matchup. We saw we saw what Granky did yesterday. I was all aboard Granky. He started out horribly. He gave up four runs, three earned, I believe, in the first two innings. But he made it through six, I believe, or six and a third or something, six and two thirds. He struck out seven or eight. By the end of it, he still had 22 DraftKings points. Didn't even pick up the win. 22 DraftKings points. I'll take that all day long uh, in this era of pitching that we've seen to start the season out. Robbie Ray has that upside, if not more, as well. So he's 500 more than Greinke was last night. I'll go to the Robbie Ray well, but just realized a lot of risk involved in that one. If you drop down, you want to stay in the risky column. You got Jack Flaherty at nine thousand dollars at home against the Los Angeles Dodgers, a Dodgers team that had guys on base every inning. It felt like, and they just couldn't capitalize against Dakota Hudson and the rest of the Cardinals bullpen. Now you got uh, Jack Flaherty coming off a five shutout inning, six K performance against the San Diego Padres for eighteen point five points. His previous start, he got beat up at Milwaukee. And then the problem when you're looking at, at uh, Jack Flaherty is you always worry about that left-handed bat in the opposing team's lineup. A Dodgers team with the team total just below four. Lefties hit him at 282, righties 280. Yes, that doesn't sound bad, but lefties can hit him with a lot of power. And the, the Dodgers have a lot of that. So Flaherty's definitely, definitely in play. Dodgers team does not strike out a lot, though. Not a big strikeout team. Flaherty does have a 29% K rate, a 42% ground ball rate. So I'd say GPP there with Flaherty at 9k if you want to be a little different up top so i got ray one flarity two in the 9k range if you don't want to go up to Cindergard, guard i'd start my lineups out with robbie ray okay dropping down to the 8k range you got brandon woodruff of the milwaukee brewers like we saw yesterday with Peralta, i didn't want him he uh got blown up in the first he managed to get some of it back with some strikeouts as he, he made it you know four or five innings whatever it was but uh, it was not ideal Woodruff, I think, is a little better. Still got four runs on in uh four innings his last time out against Chicago. Got you eleven point six points against St. Louis, five innings, two earned five K's. He's got five and eight K's and two starts, which I like the K upside there. He got 17 points against the Cardinals facing a Anaheim Angels team that does have some thump, but they might be without Mike Trout. And you can't expect Tommy Frickin' LaStella to hit two home runs in a game. So let's just kind of temper expectations. On said lineup as lefties hit 323, righties 295 off Woodruff, Woodruff, a team total around four for the Halos. You know, they they are a team with a 267 woman, a 135 iso, not good 1st right-handed pitching. So Brandon Woodruff does come out as a very solid look in this matchup. Again, an Angels team that's not striking out a ton, um, a 17% K rate, but I think there'll be more strikeouts in there without a Trout and someone else filling in the gap there. Um, Woodruff has over a 27% K rate and almost a 51% ground ball rate. At 8300 bucks, Woodruff makes for a very, very intriguing play on tonight's slate. After him, I think a popular play tonight, and rightfully so, is Frankie Montas at 8100 bucks. He's at the Baltimore Orioles, a bad, bad Orioles team. Montas, he gave up two earned in five innings against the um, Astros his last time out. Prior to that, they'll shut down the Halos. See, he, str- he struck out six Angels. So it is possible for you Brandon Woodruff fans out there. Montas got 25 points in that outing. Facing an Orioles team that we noticed isn't very good at baseball. They have some sneaky pop. They do, they do. But Frankie Montas has some really good stuff. The Orioles strike out over 26% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Montas a 40, almost 46% ground ball rate. Baltimore's team total is 4.6 to heavy offensive night. They're in Camden as usual. But the lefty's 385, righties 312. They have a 283 well 115 iso, which is obviously not very good. So Montas, you know, you limit the damage to the lefties, which is not much. You have VR, um, Chris Davis, is, if that even counts. Uh, there's not a lot in that offense, just to, just to put it short and sweet to you. So I think Montas at 81, very, very nice. And he's I got him one and Woodruff two in the 8K range. The lowest I'm going tonight, I'm not going into the sixes or below. I'm going to U Darvish at 74. And, you know, you can call me crazy. You cannot ride with me. But my same theory I've had for Granky's last two starts is Darvish is priced too low. I know he's got 2.6 points at Texas, 1.6 at Atlanta. He walked four his last time out, gave up three earned in four innings, struck out two. He hasn't looked good at all. I get it. I understand it all. The velo is still good. His pitch mix is pretty good with his fastball slider combo. Uh, he's facing a Pittsburgh team that, you know, they're not a huge strikeout team, a little less than 20% of the time. But Darvish does have a 25.5% K rate, 40% ground ball. He limits the hard contact, wind blowing and heavy in heavy and Wrigley. The walk percentage of almost 15% is disgusting. That's You can't fix that. But you have a Pittsburgh team that are still waiting on the totals, of course. But lefty's 333, righty's 340 off of Darvish right now. It is suspect. But Pittsburgh, 310 Woba, average at best, and a 121 ISO. Not good versus right-handed pitching. Darvish will be my punt at 74. I'm going to want to try to stay in the, the Montas and above range and just get the bats because there are value bats as usual that we can get to are what I consider value bats, you know, going 38 to 4,200 bucks. I have no problem building these lineups. A lot of people do. Apparently I have no problem building these lineups and they've been successful. It's just, maybe you don't have the complete tournament upside, but uh, there's a lot of guys and as, as many home runs as as they're getting hit these days, it's not always the best players. Let's put it that way. So uh, Darvish at 74 would be my punt. It is risky, but he's going to figure it out here sooner than later. He, He was close in Atlanta. One of those four walks was an intentional walk right before they yanked him. The weather was wet and miserable there. I'll give him a a pass on that one. The the Texas start was just horrific, and he started out good and he started walking the world. So I'm going to go back to the Darvish. Well, if you don't want to ride that ride, I totally get it. I'd uh, I'd stay away. But uh, it's not a a pretty night because when you go below Darvish, it's Felix Pena against Milwaukee. I could see them teeing off yet again. You got Lance versus Arizona sneaky GPP play with Arizona. You got Lyles versus Chicago. You got Hellickson versus Philly. You got Phil Meyer. Versus Kansas City I'll, or against Seattle, I'll pass on all of that. So, Darvish is as low as I go in that matchup of pitching options. So, recapping you real quick. I got Syndergaard up two, or up top. If you drop below the 10K and the 9K, I got Robbie Ray and Jack Flaherty. I had no problem starting my lineups with some Robbie Ray action. In the middle, you got Montas and Woodruff in that order. And then down below, you, Darvish. Let's get to the bats on this slate. And before we do so... Got talked about the QuantEdge.com. More green screens in the Discord chats. More green screens all over the place. And a lot of it's due to the QuantEdge.com. And they're awesome, awesome tools. Lineup Optimizer. I've mentioned so many other. The Vegas tool. The uh, Value tool. The Pitchers tools. There's so many different tools. There's more and more coming. They have an advanced stat model. that's going to be so easy to navigate through. Uh, with all you need to know for each day's slate. It's going to be some awesome, awesome stuff they got coming out there. And if you want to get the MLB Season Package. If you just want to trust us and roll with it. You get all the content. You get all all the, the tools. You get the Discord chat, which is always popping off. Lots of great stuff. You get $25 off the MLB season package using promo code Bubba. I highly recommend it. It's really, really good stuff in there. Promo code Bubba for $25 off your season pass. If you just want to try out the All Sports Monthly Package. If you're new to the Quantedge, you want to see what they got. They got NBA playoffs coming up. They got, uh, you know, obviously, baseball and so much more. Uh, you can check that out. And you can get your first month for $19.99 if you use promo code Bubba. So either way you look at it, go try out the quantity edge. It's really, really good stuff. Use promo code BUBBA to get the savings you so desire. All right, the bats on this slate. It's going to be a fun one. You got Gary Sanchez. I think the Yankees are in for a sneaky play against Colin McHugh. I respect McHugh. Very, very good pitcher. But at the same time, the Yankees, we saw how well they're hitting the ball right now with the power they have. That's why I think they're GPP viable because they might not string a bunch of hits together, but they have so much power in that lineup right now. They've even showed it against Verlander and Cole at times. I think they make for a very, very intriguing play on tonight's slate. The um, the Yankees. Uh, lefties 310, righties 227 off McHugh. So he gets those righties pretty solid. But a lot of those numbers, like if you go back, I was looking at his fan graphs last night. When he was a starter, he gave up a little more to righties. When he came uh, the last couple of years out of the bullpen, he dominated righties. Now you got to imagine the pitch mix was different when you're coming just out of the bullpen for an inning or two. We've seen it, guys ramp it up. These different different pitch mix, literally. But when you are starting, you got to kind of pace yourselves. You got to do things a little different. You got to you got to utilize three to four pitches instead of just dominating with two. A lot of things factor into when you are starting compared to when you are um, coming out of the bullpen. So I think the Yankees are very very sneaky in this matchup. At forty five hundred dollars for Gary Sanchez, no one's going to pay that price. At the same time, J T. Realmuto against in at forty four. These are two catchers you could pay up for tonight and be very very unique. The Phillies currently, we're still waiting on some totals. Have the ty- highest team total just below five. Lefties three forty one, righties three hundred five versus Hellboy, but Rio Muto, pretty good career numbers. When we go looking at B- BVP later on, at yeah, forty four hundred bucks could differentiate yourself in that matchup. But if you slide on down, you want to save some cash. You got Josh Fagley against, uh Dan Straley is going to start for Baltimore. He's probably going to go two, maybe three innings because he threw forty four pitches a couple days ago. And then they're going to bring in uh, the youngster Rogers, I believe, out of uh, the minors. Not the greatest of pitcher. He's a lefty. You can get to him. He's stretched out, so he, he can go five innings or whatever. Or until the A's just knock him out. So, uh, Fegley at 38 in play. You got the likes of Monte Grandal again. who got a $400 price decrease. He double-donged on Tuesday. We'll go back to him against Pena as you can get lefties versus Pena. The Brew Crew have a total of 4.5. Lefties, 330. Righties, 294. Yosemite Grandal at 38 is a phenomenal play. Phenomenal play. Get this matchup. That price, he's going to probably be popular now because I double donging on uh, Tuesday. And if you listen to the podcast, or you join the Quant Edge, or you're in any of the Discord and Slack chats, you knew Yasmani Grandal was a great play. But uh, now you get him at a discount, so go get that. Omar Narvaez at 37 always cash viable day in and day out. This guy just keeps getting it done. He had 10 more points last night. He has five or more in four straight games or in six, seven, eight of the last nine. with A bunch of multi or double-digit days in there. Just such a great cash game catcher where you can save money and and get that reliability there. And then Wilson Ramos at $3,700. Very, very nice. He had the day off on Tuesday. Um, Now he has Jake Odorizzi. The Mets have a 4.7 team total, one of the higher ones on the slate. And Odorizzi has career, career reverse splits. Last season alone, lefties hit 327, righties 345 off Odorizzi. Gives up a lot of power and a good average with right handed uh, hitters in his entire career. Wilson Ramos has that pop, hit in the middle of that Mets order. Mets a very, very nice stack. A lot of people don't stack catchers with their stacks. So don't forget Wilson Ramos at 37. Even if it's a one off, he has some upside. If you're just one offing catchers, I'd like Grandall at 38 personally. But if you want to get GPP and more contrarian off of Grandall, who should be popular tonight, Wilson Ramos at 37. Very, very much in play. In that one, if you're trying to go bargain basement hunting, there's not a ton down here. Uh, but, like, Robinson Trinos versus Paxton. Trinos hits lefties really, really well. Paxton's kind of been an up-and-down type guy, so you can look at him at 34. If you believe Darvish is going to suck, Francisco Cervelli's 3300 bucks for Darvish. He's been hitting in the middle of that Pirates lineup. I don't hate that at all. Uh, Kurt Suzuki went deep yesterday, so Jan Gomes, I believe, will be starting tonight against Nick Pavetta at 33, so that's another uh, punt you can look at there. So there are a couple... Cheaper ones it's crazy to say. Punt in the low threes. But that's that's the world we live in now. That's that's the the options. You're like Jesus Sucre at 28 versus Montas. Not looking to target Montas, but he's, if you just want to throw it out the window, you can go there. Or even um, Yadi Molina. Now this is a good punt if you just want to say screw catchers. He's he's been off those slow start, but He did not go two for four, two doubles, and three ribbies yesterday for 16 points. He had 13 a couple days ago and eight the day before that. Yadi's only twenty eight hundred bucks. He's hitting fifth or sixth in that Cardinals lineup against Kent Ayeda. So Yadi at 28, and then Jonathan Lucroy at 27, Martin Maldonado at 26. Maldonado versus lefty. If you're going to punt, that go down to Yadi. You could look at Lucroy and Maldonado, but uh, I think Yadi is a good punt there at 2800 bucks against Maeda. That's some some serious savings in that matchup. Other than that, come up top to, to Ramos, um, uh, Narvaez, and um, and uh, Grandal. That's where I'd be looking, unless you're paying all the way up top to Sanchez and Riomuto. But uh, there is a punt there that my uh, that, that that the Yachty punt is very very intriguing. First base, you got Belly Bonser, Flaherty. Belly just keeps hitting even his outs last night. They would show it on MLB Network. He was lacing balls. They had a shift. He hit one that almost took the pitcher's head off. And the and DeJong is just sitting there behind second base and catches it like in his chest. It's just it's ridiculous how hard Belly's hitting the ball. So fifty four, he's in play. Reese Hoskins heating up, folks heating up. Fifty three hundred bucks for his Hellickson like that quite a bit. You got the Seattle duo of Encarnacion out there with Vogelbach and even some Jay Bruce, who's first base eligible now at 4,300. All three really good plays. Bruce Homer for the third straight day last night. So ride him while he's hot. We know how he can be very, very streaky. Uh, so, da, 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 da. You got Mikhail Franco. I like him. First base, third base eligible at 43. Uh, he just keeps getting it done. It sucks he's hitting eighth in the order, but it makes him a GPP play because no one likes playing that kind of guy. He had 19 points last night. Makes for a nice little GPP play there in Philadelphia against Helixson. As many will target Helixson with Philadelphia, many won't go down to Franco because that's not where he fits in a stack, according to people. You got to be different, folks. Look for the home runs down. Look, play home run derby when you're building your teams. Just play home run derby. That's all I can say. Uh, the farther down you look, though, at the first base position, you got like Zimmerman versus Pavetta at thirty-eight. If you want to save some cash, Luke Voigt's only thirty-eight hundred bucks for his column McHugh. That can be very, very uh, GPP relevant if he's trying to find the long ball. Uh, Travis Shaw still struggling a bit, only four points last night. He's 3,700 versus Pena. He's going to get right sooner than later. You're getting him at a discount, so don't sleep on him. Same with Josh Bell at 36 versus you, Darvish. That's a nice, nice price tag in that one. Then if you believe that Justin Bour is going to wake up, he's only 3,400 versus Brandon Woodruff. That can be a nice GPP punt as well. As you can already tell, we're starting to get a few more players in the bottom threes. You can start to target at every position, and at catcher's position, he got some low balls. So we can start to build some nice pitching if you feel so inclined. Because so I know that's been a bugaboo for many. It doesn't bug me at all, but it bugs others. Let's go to second base. You got VR at 46 versus Montas in play. But Whip Merrifield at 45, he extended the hit streak to 29, I believe, or 30 last night. I could be totally wrong. I watched it happen 29 last night uh, with the leadoff triple. 13 more points last night 13, 8, 18, 14, 15, 7, 7, so on and so forth. He has at least five points in every game this year. I mentioned it like all last year with Whit Merrifield, is he might not have like that 30-point upside. He'll do it once in a while. But he's got just consistent double-digit abilities. He makes for such a great cash game play day in and day out. He's second-base outfield eligible at 4500 bucks Just don't sleep on Whit. I know Kikuchi, he's supposed to be good. He's been up and down to start the year. He hasn't been like that lockdown guy by any means. So don't just run to say, I want to play Kikuchi because he's like so, so good, blah, blah, blah. Uh, lefties are hitting 185, but righties are hitting 317 off Kikuchi. So keep that in mind when you're looking at the, the Royals lineup against Mr. Kikuchi of the Seattle Men. After Whit Merrifield, we go down a little farther. We got Cattell Marte is a very nice GPP play. Second base outfield eligible. He's 44 versus Lance Lynn. We know lefties versus Lance Lynn. You can attack that early and often. Uh, the D-backs team total is 4.55, one of the highest ones on the Slays like Third highest on the slate behind uh, Philly. Well, fourth highest behind Philly, Oakland, and Baltimore. Uh, and the Mets, so fifth. But lefty's 339, righty's 291. So Catel Marte can be in for the next night there at 4400 bucks. I like Jose Altuve. I like the uh, Astros as GPP plays against Paxton. is at 4300 bucks. Homeward in back-to-back games. That's a discount. You know, on most nights, you get Altuve closer to 5000 I know Paxton is good, but he hasn't been, like, dominant Paxton and you got an Astros team that can hit the ball very, very well. Uh, lefties hit 274, righties 292 off And Yeah, no one's hitting over 300, but you have an Astros team with a 344 Woban, and a 213 ISO versus left-handed pitching, which is darn, darn elite numbers. Altuve at 43 could be a nice GPP play. Uh, this is a fun slate for the fact that you have some of your obvious stacks we'll talk about later. But you have some interesting GPP stacks, and that Houston and Yankee sides both are very, very contrarian stacks in that one. And I wouldn't be shocked if it's a three to two ball game. At the same time, I wouldn't be shocked if one, if not both, just start teeing off in this one and getting it done. Like Glaber Torres at 42, you're getting a discount there. He's been much, much higher priced of late. Been in a little bit of a funk, you know, back-to-back goose eggs. But then prior to that, at 25, a 9, a 40. The power is there with Glaber. Still a 943 OPS, OPS on the year after a back-to-back snoozers. But he did face Verlander and Cole. So you got to think about that kind of stuff. The uh, These good hitters don't stay quiet for long. Uh, Kiki Hernandez is always GPP viable. I'd go up to Torres for 100 more or Altuve for 200 more tonight. But Moustakas at 4K versus Pena. I love him again. He went to Ding Dong City yesterday. 22 DraftKings points. He has 22 and 19 in the last two as he's homered in back-to-back games. He's an L.A. boy. And he's welcomed himself back home with back-to-back dong nights. He's got Pena who lefties can crush. I think Moustakas at 4K, again, in that wheelhouse of 3,800 to 4,200, he fits that lineup mold so, so beautifully. And the second base, third base eligibility is huge. The one beautiful thing about DraftKings is there's so much eligibility shifting. There's so many guys with multi positions that don't be afraid to like when you build your lineups, mix and match them in different spots and see what it opens up in a different position. That like you might be you have a guy that's you know, like moves second base, third base, so you can I put him in at second, but I don't like what it gives me at third, so put him at third and go. Oh, wait, there's more value at second. I can use a, a guy here. I like more. Make sure you move some guys around. Don't just like lock them in because you're building a lineup. Move them around and see what see what it opens up for you as you build. You'd be surprised. Going below 4K, you got Colton Wong against Kent Maeda at 3,900 bucks. I don't mind that at all uh, as like a one-off for a deep, deep St. Louis stack. I know the Andeska also is interesting. See if he's leading off for the Cubs. He's been getting a lot more run of late. Uh, a lefty versus Lyles is very intriguing. But you know, nine zero six twenty six doesn't like the world on fire, but is hitting three forty six nine fifty two OPS to start out. And he could set the table for that powerful Cubs offense. If you're doing a, a stack or you just want like a one-off with Duscalso, even in cash at 38, I don't hate it completely. At the same time, I'd much rather have D Gordon at 3,800 bucks in cash and GPPs. 20 points last night, 20, 10, three, 11 in his last four. Uh, he's really swinging well. He's stealing bags. He's getting on. That offense is so potent. So he's getting on him and The big boys come up and drive him in. 3,800 bucks is too cheap for D Gordon. I like him a lot tonight at that price tag. So. Get him in, get some savings there at the second-base position. If you go lower than D, though, you got Ben Zobris. If he's leading off at 37, he's in play. Adam Frazier versus Darvish at 37. Don't hate that at all. And then other than that, I think Dylan Moore at 36. Brian Dozier at 36. If you want to get weird in GPPs, you can. Uh, Hanser Alberto for Baltimore at 34 if you're really looking to punt. Same with Jerks and Profar. But I'm not really looking to go there. Um, if Eletimus Diaz cracks the lineup for Houston at 34, he can be a punt. Second base shortstop eligible versus Paxton. Other than that, though, I kind of stay away from that. I think i go D Gordon at the lowest or pay up at second base. Third base, you got Rendon at 5K, which is outstanding versus Pavetta. Pavetta had good stuff last year, but it's also Nick Pavetta. And um, Anthony Rendon's a beast. Absolute beast. He's got good career numbers versus him. Lefty's hit Pavetta at 335. Righty's 278. But Rendon's one of those righties when we get to BVP that really likes his Pavetta time. So Rendon at 5K. Don't mind that at all. Uh, Bregman might be out tonight, so keep an eye on that. He left the game banged up yesterday. Him and Trout left. It's just ridiculous the amount of injuries we're seeing in baseball. Uh, Mikel Franco again at 43 is intriguing. Matt Chapman at 42. you got Dan Stradley and the lefty Rogers. That could be fun. But Matt Carpenter at 42 versus Kentomaida. Maeda, I think it's a nice value here. You know, he's not lighting the world on fire. He's only at 214 so far, 701 OPS. But he's got that big-time upside, pretty good floor. He's not going to goose egg you very often. And you got got uh, – Maeda, who lefties hit 326 against, righties 257. So Matt Carpenter at 4200 bucks leading off against the Dodgers. I think is very, very appealing in that matchup. Uh, the farther down he looked, though, like a, a Max Muncy GPP only at 4K. It's not off the table. But then again, you know, after Carpenter, you got Moustakis at 4K. I think it's it a great play in this matchup. Really, really good look. Uh, see where Jeff McNeil's hitting in the Mets lineup. He's third base alpha. eligible. He's only 3,900 versus Elder Rizzi. McNeil's a very good table setter. Nice left-handed bat in that lineup for Soda Rizzi, so he could come into play uh, if he fits all the builds right there, depending on where he's at in the lineups. Other than that, uh, you could look at Justin Turner against Flaherty. I'd rather probably not. Travis Shaw again, 3,700. Don't completely write him off, but those would be a couple of the options there at third base. Heading over to shortstop, Javi Baez at 51 versus Jordan Lyles. Very much worth a look, but then Johnny VR at 46 is in play as well. He dropped down, though. A lot of injuries at the top for the shortstop position. But Gleyber Torres at 42, worth a look. Marcus Simeon went deep yesterday. He's a really good play at 4K versus Straley and then Rodgers out of the pen. So I don't mind Simeon at all. Uh, Gene Segura, especially when he's ha- hitting two in that Phillies lineup at 4K versus Helixson. Great table setter there. Uh, Paul DeYoung at 39, another big night last night. This guy just keeps getting it done. 23 points last night. 23, 8, 9 in his last three. He's still $3,900. No respect with Paul DeYoung, So you can go back there. If you think the Mets hit again tonight, you got Polanco at thirty eight hundred bucks. So give that a look. Um, but as farther down you go, like Corey Seager at thirty seven versus Flaherty has a little bit of appeal as a value play, a lefty versus Flaherty there. Uh, Alen Diaz, Orlando Arcia, if you're punting the position at thirty four hundred. All right, to the outfield, Trout's banged up. Make sure he's in the lineup. But you got Christian Yellow to let us all down. Hopefully that lowers his ownership because he's in another great spot tonight, and he's one of the better hitters in all of baseball. So don't run away from that. Yeah, belly bombs at fifty four. Harper loves him some Hellickson at fifty two. So that's a very nice play tonight. Uh, Domingo Santana just stays white hot at forty nine against Filmer. Very, very much in play. Juan Soto, go to Ryan Bloomfield's Twitter. It's uh, he, he, from Baseball HQ. It's absolutely amazing the uh, the video of Soto's just moonshot off the foul pole. Just absolute. Juan Soto hits baseballs that will make people want to have babies. Let's just put it that way. He is an amazing kid, and uh, Juan Soto at 4800 bucks for Nick Pavetta could be just one of those things. Just it's a beautiful, beautiful world. Went Maryfield at for forty five like that quite a bit. Cattell Marte talked about him already, but David Peralta at forty four hundred for Arizona, nice play there. Left-handed bat versus Lance Lynn will go super low owned, uh, GPP type stuff. You got Malik Smith, Mitch Haniger, Jay Bruce, all forty three hundred bucks for the Mariners, all very good. Haniger I like a lot. But all three are in play. Bruce, very good. If you're playing home run derby, Jay Bruce. But also, if you're playing home run derby at 4,300 bucks, Michael Conforto. Everybody, this is a great play with Jake Odorizzi. Lefty versus Odorizzi. He's homered in three straight games. He has doubles in three straight games. He's got double-digit hits in those three straight games. 21 or more points in three straight games. Michael Conforto is hot, folks. So check him out at 4,300 bucks. Andrew McCutcheon at 43 worth a look, especially in your Philly stacks. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, that wind could blow it in. Kind of sucks from right, but interesting play there versus Jordan Lyles. Uh, Jason Hayward's red hot. If you want to go there, I just, it hurts my stomach trying to roster Jason Hayward. Uh, Steven Piscotty at 4K is a nice little savings for you there. Victor Robles went deep again yesterday. I talked about it. It sucks he bats ninth, just like it sucks Franco bats eighth. But Victor Robles hitting three twenty four with three Jimmy Jackson, a 1.116 OPS. He's averaging almost 11 DraftKings points per game on the season. He is a GPP play almost every night at 4K. He's too damn cheap, and he's in a really good spot. He makes for great wraparound stacks. Like, don't forget Victor Robles at $4,000, because a lot of people do. I make sure to have him at least one lineup every night that I build. He's just that damn good. Uh, I think a good GPP play tonight, Clint Frazier, 4K versus Colin McHugh. Sneaky play, value upside in that one. Jeff McNeil at 39, talked about him already. Uh, George Springer is $3,900 for his Paxton. Pretty good numbers career-wise against Paxton, so keep an eye on that one. Uh, farther down you look though it's a little bleak like Adam Eaton at 38 could be in play for you if he looks for some savings Um, there is a cheaper play coming up I really like I will get there but like Max Kepler's 37 Rosario's a little cheaper if you want to fade Cinderguard you can and get some value there Uh, Marcelo Zuna's 3,700 bucks versus Maeda Michael Brantley lefty lefty stay away from that but like Jorge Soler 3,600 versus Kikuchi we mentioned that Ryzevich Kikuchi very very well Uh, again uh, Eddie Rosario 3,600 right there but like Brandon Goodwin, uh, thirty six hundred bucks versus Woodruff. He's playing really, really well. Um, Brian Goodwin, sorry. He had nine points last night, nine, five, twenty-one, five, seven, nine, five. So five or more in like six straight games. At thirty, six hundred bucks, he's got a pretty good floor for you with some upside. of Trout's out of the lineup, maybe Goodwin goes higher up in the order. So against Woodruff, if you're looking to punt, thirty six, you can go there. I don't mind him at all. But the guy I really like, the value in this one, I gotta keep scrolling to get to him. Um, well, there's two, actually. I forgot about this one. Brandon Nemo, 3400 bucks for what Rizzi is criminal. I know Nemo's off to a horrific start. I get it. He's striking out all the time. But he's starting to heat up, folks. We saw how good this kid was last year. He was uh, he was one for three with a double and a ribby of nine points on Sunday. He went two for four with a double a homer on Tuesday with 23 points. He's only 3400 bucks. If he gets a zero, that's what 3400 buck plays do. Like, he's worth the risk. He has tremendous upside in that matchup for Soto Rizzi. I like him a lot at 34. And then the other guy I like, I have to f- apparently keep scrolling down. Where did you go, my friend? I will find him. I really will. Or I'll do it the cheating way. We'll go this direction. Um, I'll type it in. Where'd you go? No, that's not. Oh, he's on the day slate. Never mind. Kevin Pilar super cheap on the day slate. Super cheap. That's why I couldn't find him. I was building those lineups earlier. But, uh, yeah, Nemo at 34, that's your punt at, at, in the outfield. And he should probably be in most lines He's like that free square. If it doesn't work, you just move on. But at 3400 bucks, that's that's pretty criminal. Let's just put it that way. It's not, not cool. Not cool at all. Okay, so recapping your pitching real quick. you got Syndergaard up top all by himself. If you drop a low 10K, Robbie Ray at 94, Jack Flaherty at 9K. Robbie Ray I will start lineups with without hesitation. If you get to the 8K, you got Frankie Montas at 81, Woodruff at 83, both very much in play there. And then if you're punting, you Darvish at 74. It's risky. Weather really is in his favor, but it's risky. So if you want to stay in that 8 to 9K range, knock yourself out. There is value to be had. Don't forget like Yadi and a couple other catchers below 3K can help you out and so on and so forth. Now when you're looking at stacks, you got the Phillies versus Helixson, which is outstanding. The A's in their situation versus uh, Straley and Rodgers was very, very good. The Mets versus Unrizzy, I like a ton. Don't forget the reverse splits, but still, lefties 327, righties 345. There's so much value there with Nimo, Conforto only 43 is cheap. Um, McNeil's in there. Don't forget Ramos. There, there's so many different pieces, however, they build the lineup that you can mix and match and have a lot of fun there. Um, as you go down farther, like the D backs are sneaky. I like the likes of like Marte and Peralta, even if it's just a two man stack. Lamb would have been perfect tonight, but obviously not there. And see how else well if they put like Gerard Dyson towards the top of the order. He's a left-handed bat. He walked it off for him last night. Uh, if you look at Dyson, he's 4100 It's a little pricey for Jared, Gerard Dyson, but if you're stacking Arizona, he's definitely in play for you versus Lance Lynn. Uh, the Brew Crew, the big lefties against Pena, you're at it again. You just rock and roll with that one. That's really good. I think the Astros and the Yankees can be sneaky. They're risky. Because Paxton and McHugh are very good pitchers. But that upside, like to be contrarian, is very, very big in that one. And then don't forget, like a couple Cardinals can be in play. The Nats versus Pavetta, especially from the left side of the plate. So on and so forth. You can make arguments for almost every team, just like it's been of late. It's, it's home run derby out there. That's my biggest recommendation is don't get too gung-ho on a stack if you got guys. that <laughs> like, like The stacks are good when they pop off. We know this. Like when the A's popped off last night, the, the Mariners the night before. But right now, in this era of baseball, you need home runs, and you need guys. A few of them a double dong upside. Uh, but at worst, make sure you guys have double digit upside because like Whit Merrifield, who I love, is a double digit machine. He's not going to go deep a lot, but he's going to get you close to a home runs worth the points or more. So, kind of have that philosophy coming in there. And if you have any questions, I'm on Twitter at bdintrick. Uh, I'll be in the member Discord with uh, the Quant Edge, and I'm in the fantasy sports DJ Slack chat, which is free and it's always popping off. So if you want to come in there, just ask for an invite. It's that simple. And we do all sports in there. Guys are tilting the Masters right now. We tilt NASCAR. We tilt everything. So uh, check it all out, and, and we'll talk to you about that. Let's get your BVP, and then we'll wrap this bad boy up for you. Um, there's a little some interesting ones to talk about. Bryce Harper five for eight, double two homers versus Jeremy Hellickson McCutcheon, four for eleven. But Rio Muto told you, he's an expensive catcher. He's ten for thirty three with one double. Uh, when you get to the Nats versus Philly, uh, Nick Pavetta got Anthony Rendon six for twelve. With a double and three home runs. Told you you liked him quite a bit. Uh, Zimmerman 5 for 9 with a double and a homer. Robinson Cano 5 for 15 with a double. Uh, the farther down you look though. You got the likes of like George Springer 8 for 30. With a double and three home runs off Paxton. Aledimus Diaz and Robinson Trina's Both taking Paxton deep as well. Uh, do, do, do. Let's see. Is there anything else worth mentioning at the BVP? Uh, Francisco Cervelli 4 for 7. Two doubles off Darvers. I told you he was pretty cheap. Uh, like thirty three hundred bucks, you can take a look at him. David Peralta five for eleven with a homer off of Lance Lynn. He's going to go under owned in that matchup. But other than that, that wraps up your BVP, and that'll wrap us up on quick Hits. So again. Check out the QuantEdge.com promo code Bubba for twenty five dollars off the MLB season package or the first month of all sports for nineteen ninety nine. And also, if you can give a rating and review on iTunes, I'd much much appreciate it. I'm not joking. Like, just take a couple minutes. It, it doesn't take long at all. I would really really appreciate that. It go a long long ways. But other than that, hit me up on Twitter at BD Hit us up in the chats, the Discord chat, or the FSD Slack chat. We got a lot going on over there at FSD. The Masters coming up tomorrow. The always pressing PGA DFS podcast. You got DFS Duncan's DFS preview. You have uh, the OAD picks. So a lot of Masters coverage for you. You got the UEFA Champions League and Europa Champions League this week, and Francisco's got you covered. Proline payouts, guys. is daily picks and stats for all sports, and so much more going on over there at the Fantasy Sports DJs. So go check it all out. Give us a follow there on Twitter at Fantasy DJs. With that being said, good luck on your Wednesday nine-game slate as this was MLB DFS Quickets, your Wednesday April 10th edition. I'm out.